you know what that sound is. It is the Plan C Podcast, here with Cameron. What's up? I am Colin. And this is the Plan C Podcast. So the topics we have today are a bit hard-hitting topics. This is the first day since we've actually been officially launched, so that's kind of fun. So the topics are, when is it okay to lie? And following that up with, what are hard truths that you choose to ignore? So... Now that we're launched, you can find us on anchor.fm slash plan slash C slash podcast. And also, it's Dash. Ah, come on, camera. Get the read right. All right. Come on. Keep going. Keep going. You're leaving. We're leaving that shit in. We're not. We're leaving it in. Anchor.fm.fm. Dash, dash plan <laughs> dash c there we dash go. podcast there we go just so you know this is my first time ever saying that <laughs> we should really buy a domain name but that's for another conversation that's for another conversation we're, we're also on instagram twitter spotify and apple apple podcast right? apple podcast yeah. is that because yeah. they like i feel like podcast they got rid app. of like itunes and now we like don't know what to say I- itunes is obsolete nice to know yeah so let's get into it. Let's get into it. So the first topic, when is it okay to lie? Just to prefix this conversation, we actually just came up with this on the spot. Preface. And we're just like, preface, you're right. We just came up with this on the spot and we're just going to be spitballing and seeing how we can whittle this down to its foundations throughout this conversation. So you guys will be on this journey with us. I mean, it, where it, we end it, up. it is it is a conversation, so it's not like, you know, we could have necessarily prepared for this. I mean, I mean, there's definitely some like some what? information you can definitely. What could have you? What, what what statistics are you bringing to the table with your own opinion? Well, I mean, it doesn't always have like your own opinion can be backed with statistics. Like, no, I understand that, but but with this specifically, what lying? Yeah, you don't you don't think people have done research on lying? No, I, I I'm sure they have, but. This is when is lying okay? That's I feel like that's more of like a personal answer. I know, but I'm pretty sure there's at least some like psychology in terms of like what lying might do to you over like a long period of time, or like whether it's worth it if it comes back to you in certain scenarios. Like I'm sure there are like there's research like going into that. Oh well, I mean, personally, I used to for the pot. Um, I used to lie a lot, like a lot. Um. Not not quite pathological, hmm. but it was kind of like anything short-term negative I can avoid, I'm going to lie. A lie. I'm going to lie to avoid it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so for, for, for a good amount of time, that like compromised a lot of personal relationships for me, both like platonic and romantic well how so well i would lie about dumb shit and that would then lead to mistrust with others Hmm. so it wasn't it wasn't until i was maybe like 18 or so where i was like wow maybe just telling the truth is okay Maybe it's all right, and I don't have to keep lying because I should trust in people's, I guess, 
ability to not have a negative reaction. You I'd, know? Yeah, for sure. Like, an odd question I might ask you is that... Please. When, um, when you were lying and yeah. it, like... Did the point it turn bad, was it after you got caught? Or when the lies maybe spiraled into other lies? Or was it, do you think, the lie itself that compromised the situation? Well, I, I, I think it got to a situation where... So, I had lied about a lot of things. And what happened was I literally forgot about some of the lies that I told. Oh, shit. And so when it came up in a future conversation, it was like, oh, fuck, what did I say? I, 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 I don't know what I said. And, and, and that's when it started to catch up. And that's it. when it dawned on me <clears throat> that I should just start trusting in people's reaction to what I'm saying or not care to people's reaction what I'm saying because their reaction was maybe an overreaction or maybe or or maybe I was just in a place where I didn't need that you know no I feel you I feel like a lot of well I haven't I don't think I've lied too much in the past but like a lot of the times I lied it kind of stemmed from almost like a lack of self-confidence in a way for personally in a way what do you well, mean by that I'll explain like when I would lie about something sometimes I would lie just to avoid a situation rather than like oh like my God. even if I was You're right in, in the situation and I just I just didn't want to deal with it so I'm like oh this could be bad I'm gonna lie to kind of just put this off till later or hopefully this will just go away especially yeah. when dealing with other people but like i think now or maybe not like a while ago i think i just realized that a lot of the times where i would have lied if i just told the truth and if i know that i have not necessarily done anything wrong or i'm not or i'm not in a situation where i necessarily need to be blamed or take responsibility for something that if someone else's reaction is to, like, blow up, like, I actually think, like, oh, maybe this person is not necessarily belongs in my life in this way. So you, so, so we're kind of saying the same thing two different ways. Almost, yeah. Yeah. Where we don't, we don't, we don't, we not, we don't, we did not trust in the other party's ability to not react in a negative way or in a way that was negative in a way to us at the time. Yeah, I mean, I would say that except for me, it wasn't more about them. It was more about me accepting that if I, my words, that the words that I say, I can't choose how people react to them. And if people give me a reaction that I'm not necessarily okay with, that's on them and it's not me. Right. Like, sure, I will self-reflect on the things that I say, but if I'm going to be just honest with somebody, and it could be in any situation, not because people don't always lie when they're wrong. People just lie sometimes because it's convenient. And in those situations, oh, yeah. like, I'm going to, like, I'm like, I may as well be good to myself and be honest. And if they can't, if they have some sort of, like, really disgusting reaction to that that I'm anticipating, then it's like, well, what does that say about them? 
and what is that? What what do we have to do to move forward so I'm not in this situation, which definitely lasts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like lies stick. Oh yeah, you 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 remember lies a lot more than you remember the truth. Yeah. So I'm like I may as well just be more comfortable with myself. Yeah. And, and when I mean and when I mean you remember a lie more so than the truth, I mean that in a way. When somebody lies to you, mm-hmm. you know it's you, you know you don't you don't remember when somebody tells you a basic blanket fact that is a truth. You remember when they fucking lie to you. Yeah, I mean, also both ways. Like when you when you remember when you were saying about um remembering lies, like you have to you literally have to remember the lies. So you, if yeah. it comes up later, that you have to like and again, actually. If, and if there are too many, it's just yeah, because you're literally weaving like this basket. And uh, if someone goes like, "Hey, where'd you an put ugly that string?" Basket. Where'd you put that string? You're like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, shit. And and I think that then leads to mistrust. Oh, for sure. Well, and, I mean, that's li- that's what lying is. And yeah, yeah. So when is it okay to you? When is it okay to lie? Yeah. Like, do you would, like like white lies? I, do you, are you? Do you think are okay? Yeah. Like when I had originally thought of the question, I didn't really answer it because I was. It was just like something that I just thought up on the spot. Yeah. But um, I wrote down, like, sometimes white lies in terms of, like, like, there are times where I'd be like, you know, you're going to class or some shit like that, and they're like, oh, why didn't you do this? And you're just like, you don't, like, you don't want to go down the list of why of your of your life and what led you to the situation, so you're kind of like, oh, I just did whatever. Yeah. You know? You just kind of throw something out there. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's okay, I think that just shows that maybe there's some situation which we need to prepare better for in terms of maybe that's personally me. But Let's get I'm personal. like the risk the risk is so the risk is so low that like someone's like, What's some oh you didn't do that and you're like, You're right? Like I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. like what's the off chance that someone like really throws out there? Well, so I guess it's like in terms of dealing with people that you might not find too important. Or situations that aren't too relevant or like important to you that like sometimes a lie a lie in which you would be okay with them finding out that you lied. I'll give I, you a scenario. Go ahead. Your significant other, whoever it may be. Oh, so this is way more deep than I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, man. We're this is the Plan C podcast. I, it says in our description that we get personal, so we have to give the listeners what we have advertised. Go ahead. And, and again, this is not this is not any specific significant other. This is purely yeah, hypothetical. 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 So your significant other is wearing a dress, and she got this dress when she was upset, and it looks awful. <laughs> it. You, you, you love this person, but you're like, wow, like, you definitely, like, could have lived your, your life without getting that dress, and, you know, you would have been fine. Mm-hmm. So, she's wearing this dress out to a nice dinner. You sit down for dinner. Do you compliment the dress? Do I compliment the dress? Yes. In a situation where it has been led up to me to compliment the dress, or just like out of the gates, like "oh, wonderful dress." Either way, either way, you. But you, it doesn't matter what the dress looks like. 
you don't like it. You, it doesn't matter if it is the most fashionable dress in the world. It doesn't matter if, like, God came down from earth and put this dress on. So, so let me, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. This dress doesn't look hideous. You personally think it looks hideous. Just do not like it. I, in the situation where it's brought up, I would compliment the dress. Okay. And the reason I would compliment the dress, and not necessarily compliment the dress itself, okay. but compliment how the person is wearing the dress, because I do understand that how a dress looks is completely subjective. Right. And if someone feels comfortable in that dress, and they are in this place where they clearly... Give me a yes or no answer. I said yes, I would compliment no, the dress. No, to, to the other one, though. Oh, if... if if like if they if no you, one brought it up the, at all, you pull the seat open for for your lover. They sit down. You sit down. Do you compliment the dress? It's not brought up. No. You, why would I do that? No. Okay. I'm like I mean well, like. Well, it's a new it's a it's a new dress or new dress. I it I don't know some piece of clothing. I don't I don't mean to heteronormalize. Is that even a word? No, not the way you said it. Heteronormalize is that not a word? Hetero hetero. Oh, normalize, 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 hetero normalize. Whatever article of clothing it is, like I don't, hetero I don't know if I should feel like I'm not gonna lie. In in that situation, I don't know why I should feel obligated to try to like compliment someone. Like I, don't, I wouldn't even. But but it's like, it's like getting a new haircut, trying to you know try to trying to look nice, mm. and they don't say shit. Sure. Our boy uh, James. I'll speak loudly towards this microphone so it doesn't move, so it doesn't have to move too far. Um, as the uh, as someone who's been in a relationship and had to sit through a lot of dinners with a lot of dresses and things that I was that I was was like, yo, ma, overalls? Nah, that ain't that ain't a good look. James, mm. your relationship is an exception. All I'm no, saying. No, 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 it's not. To this thing, to like having to to like. Yo, is this dress nice? Like, new dress, like, what are you supposed to say? No, no. Devil in a new dress. I think there are just different standards. I mean, in other ways, not in this one. This one is, like, same as any other couples. But anyway, what I've... You don't have to compliment the dress. You literally don't have to. Okay, thank if you. you. If, <laughs> if she's fishing for a compliment about the dress, I'll just They... She. Because my, my girlfriend is a she. Um... Uh, uh, I'll just say, I don't know if I, I think that that dress doesn't really look so good on you. You know what I mean? You look great, but I think, I don't know about Wait. this. And I'll give her a specific, specific critique. Not Wait, like, is this I in front doesn't of, look good on you. Is this in front of people, though? Like, is this in front I, of Wait, you're going you're gonna to critique <laughs> your girlfriend in front of people? No, no, not the girl. Not, my, not her. The dress. See, that's the important part. Not her. The dress. It's not her fault. It's the dress's fault. But but she's so put on that dress that you are then critiquing. So then you well, are then critiquing her f fashion sense. This is getting out of she hand. Asked me, this is getting out of hand. She asked me we, need to, we need to come back. My we need to come back. My point being, to bring it back to you guys' point, do you lie or not, is that you shouldn't, li you shouldn't really lie about that unless, like, she got, like, really, unless she feels really bad. Like, you need, I, that's my opinion. Unless she's, like, already in, like, kind of a dumpy place, I wouldn't lie about it. Honestly, just go with the flow. It's a, she, it's a nice dress. What, what is, what is, what is the point in not just being like, oh hey, it's a nice dress. You just buy it. 
What is what is what is that taking away from you? Well, that's why I said like in in a place where there's dopamine people. dopamine for her. Not to say that I've never them. gone with the flow and just been like, yo, no, that, I, that's fire. No, I understand. In the back of my head being like, ah, but I no, like if I'm in if I'm in a situation with people, I'm like, why not? If she feels comfortable in that dress, why not just give her that satisfaction? But in a situation where I'm not even like, like I don't I don't think I should feel obligated to compliment anything. Like you like if someone like if I showed up wearing a new something i would not want my significant Kevin other new dress. to just autumn well, new dress whatever like <laughs> new tims no, what, what, whatever a, you guys want to say Kanye reference. i wouldn't want my significant other to feel obligated to give me a positive answer i would rather i would rather personally receive a genuine answer i don't i don't i don't feel obligated this isn't an obligation this is like a nice little like it's a nice thing to no, do no i know it's a nice thing but in this situation where no one's asked me about the dress and I just ha- and like I first of- and also I don't like the dress. And then I'm supposed to just be like, "Hey, nice dress." Like in that situation, as the receiving person, it would just be like, "Oh, I just get a compliment every time I try something new." Like, it, it, like you know, like I prefer to keep my compliments specific to things that I think like that I think someone will actually care about. Here's a scenario. You go to meet your significant other's parents, and they're pissing you off, and food is bad, and you're at the table, and they ask you, hey, did you enjoy dinner? What Do you lie, or do you give them an honest, honest feedback? And then, do you continue to lie to your significant other when you're I, going home? I can't, I can't answer this question because... When I don't like food, I try and trade with someone. And if I can't trade, <laughs> and if I can't, if I can't, can't wait, 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 Hey I'm man, like no, no, no! Look, 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 look! Listen, 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 listen. Oh. There's a there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. Okay. You're like, hey man, I took too much turkey. I don't want any more. You want some? Yeah. Bang here. Yeah. Can I have some of your mashed potatoes? Boom. That's all it is. I mean, you know what? The or way you described it sounds way different than what you just said. Yeah. That's it, yeah, no, right. all it is. I thought you were like swapping plates. I thought you were just like, <laughs> no. Yeah, like, oh, I don't I, want wait, none of I this. I mean, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. If I'm with, if I'm with family and I'm at a restaurant that I get food I don't like, I'll be like, yo, mom, you want to swap plates? And since my my mommy loves me, <laughs> she will swap plates with me. But I thought like this is like in a situation where you're is at this your specifically Thanksgiving dinner. Did you say? I'm just saying that because it's Thanksgiving. At, at someone else's house, he said. Oh, it's at that. somebody they else's house. Oh, yeah. they made you this food. They made you that oh, food. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. If uh, how much do I love this girl? <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm gonna scarf that shit down. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna say that was a great dinner. Thank you for the dinner. You're a better man than I am. No, you just gotta take it. First impressions are very important. Oh, if that's a first impression, you gotta eat that shit. 
You well, gotta he said meet eat the parents, shit. so. Yeah, if you're just yeah. meeting them, yeah, you gotta... oh, you got to smile and hope you don't if throw up. If that's like quinoa with like. Oh, Jesus. I, I don't even know. Sorry to quinoa fans. Sorry to quinoa fans. Quinoa. I don't know. It's just tasteless. Yeah. I know you got like, oh, add stuff to it. Yeah, the quinoa itself is still tasteless. I can taste the fucking paprika. A little bit, and the food. I feel like everyone has certain things that they find more important. So one of the things that might tie these like very loosely linked anecdotes or hypotheticals together is that insert. I wouldn't say that lying about one of these things is necessarily worse or better than lying about another, because I think that everyone just has certain things that are more important to them. Like some people, like per- personally, like I'm probably like it's hard for me to eat like food I really don't like. Yeah. Like, in a situation where I have to, I would try, but, yeah, like, yeah, you know, like, if it's a first impression, I'll do it, but I definitely will hate it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, there, so in certain scenarios, lying in certain scenarios is never going to be worse or better than lying in another. It's, I think it just comes down to what, you, what your values are and what you find, like, important in your life and what you're willing to relinquish your power over, <laughs> almost. So, I think talking about quinoa <laughs> leads me on the way to think about how I'm not that great of an eater in terms of my health. And that's just kind of a hard truth I ignore. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, I'm I'm 21, so I've, there there there's time to correct. <laughs> But I, I could I, I could absolutely be a better eater. Um, and, you know, kind of along that line of just stuff that I one million percent ignore that I could. Uh, ooh, excuse me. That, that one hurt. That's <laughs> another that's another hard truth. I choose to ignore. Yeah. What, what you got? So a question I would ask you is what are the times today where you find yourself lying the most? What situations in your current life do you find that you have the urge to lie? Shout-outs to Moose for the dog noises, by the way. That was, that was, that was actually Crayola, the producer. Oh, got it, the cat. She was, she, was, she was running down the hall. She's not that athletic, so she's got to put her claws in to get some extra traction. <laughs> it's truly unfortunate. <laughs> But Crayola, Crayola, Crayola's great. Crayola sleeps on my bed every night. I love it. Shout out to Crayola. Anyway, uh, when I feel the most urge to lie, um, when I feel the biggest urge is when somebody is trying to get me to do something I don't want to do. Or in my head, I have somehow deemed it that I don't want to do it. Got it. That is when I am, I am urged to lie. Do I lie? No, because I learned when I was younger, as I previously stated, that lying is stupid. Ooh, sorry, he kissed the mic. <laughs> um, yeah, lying lying is it, it's 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 dumb, and for building a good relationship with anyone, building good rapport with your boss, with somebody who works for you 
somebody who you are dating, uh, just lying. Lying is just not the way to go. Uh, I totally agree with but, you. But 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 urge. I I I I absolutely still have urges. Mm. Just says I'm sure. Like I I I mentioned one. I I did. Yeah. What do you think those situations where you want to lie? Yeah. Like what do you think that tells you about how? Like sometimes, like in a situation where you want to lie, I found that it might actually tell you more about who you're talking with. Yeah. Or sometimes, whatever the situation is, like, what do you think it can teach you? Like, in th- those moments, I think it can teach me that there are definitely people who like trust me in my life. When you feel the urge to lie, it means you feel you can get away with it. Mm. And. When you feel you can get away with it, that means you think you have the trust of people. Now, that necessarily doesn't mean you don't have the trust of people, but you, at, at your core, you're saying to yourself, oh, yeah, they trust me. I can, I can, they can, they will believe my word if I tell them that I am doing one thing, but I can be doing another thing. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense. But what, I guess that's what about also, you, though? What when about you, me? When are you urged to lie? I feel I'm urged to lie when people assume I'm, or, I don't know, how do I say this? I feel I'm urged to lie in situations where people assume I'm taking care of some responsibility when I'm not. Like, it could be in a situation where people think I'm doing work or doing whatever, and sometimes, like, I need to chill. And sometimes we're like, oh, can you, when people ask something of me, they're like, it's kind of similar to yours. Like when people ask me to do something and I'm like, I'm really not there or, you know, I'm just doing something else. Like I have that feeling. Yeah. That's the time where I feel most like. So I guess we're almost pretty much the same in that scenario. Besides, I guess for me, people generally assume I'm working on art or school or something like that. They're just like, you know, you know, if you're not busy. And I'm like, I really want to say, like, I'm drawing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like doing schoolwork. Thank you. But there are sometimes when I'm not. But I really want to say, like, uh, yeah. But you I'm draw drawing. every day, so. I mean, yeah. There is a, there's most of the chance that I am busy, but. So it's not one million percent a lie. It's not one million percent a lie, but you're just extending the truth. It's just something that like pops in my mind. That's like, well, I'm not. I'm just sitting down watching TV there, right now. There, I, I am. I am not standing by stretching the truth. Yeah, well, me neither. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it's like a, it's a point of contention yeah, in my life. It. Sometimes. Sometimes I do it, but not all the time. Usually I'll just say, you like. you watching them K dramas? Well, I actually haven't watched a K drama in a long time. Okay. That's, it's, it's not a lie. He watches tennis then. I have been watching a lot of tennis. Lately. There you go. We, we started playing Mario Tennis and he's inspired. That's not why. <laughs> I actually just watch tennis with my dad sometimes. It's a plug for Mario Tennis, though. Good game. Mario Tennis is a great game. Good game. I actually have been watching a lot of anime, though. Shoutouts to anime. I guess you might be talking about anime later. We'll see. Cameron's Anime Corner might make an appearance. Who knows? Speaking of hard, getting back to hard truths, you're definitely better at Mario Tennis than I am. <laughs> what's, what's a, what is a more personable hard truth you find you have in your life? A hard truth that I have in my life. Yeah. 
I got I got one I got one in the barrel. I got one uh in the chamber if you need a if Oh, then go that. ahead. All right. I'll think about it cuz that's a that's a that's an important question I got to actually think and, on. And and just to everyone listening uh both in the room and in the pod. We we are about to get pretty real. Um so personally a hard truth that I ignore is I think I could have had a much different life if I hadn't put so much energy into a relationship I was in high school. And because I put so much energy into that relationship, it took away from my energy in school. And so I didn't I didn't go to a good college, you know. Um I'm not I'm not currently in school. You know, I'm 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 working elsewhere. I'm trying to get a job. Um, so I, 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 I don't know if I ignore it all the time because it is definitely something that I ruminate on at times, but it's definitely something that I like to push to the back of my mind because I say like, wow, I'm, and, and again, don't, don't get me wrong. I am, I'm a very happy person. I am very happy with where I am in my life. And I am very okay with where I am, where I am in my life. That being said, my life could have been a lot different. And I think about that. Could have gone away to school. Could have had a lot better grades, and so on. Um, yeah, and you know, I think that's just one thing that, again, it's it's not something that I strictly ignore, but I definitely love to keep it on the back burner of my mind, and it's not something that, like, you really, I guess, well, I, I don't know, you know, I'm still, I'm still young, it's, it, it hasn't even been 10 years since I've been out of high school, so, you know, I, you know, who knows, yeah. Uh, uh, a question about that. Yeah, please. Um, how do you think that has impacted how you see things today? Like, do you think you'd be, a, like, I feel like you'd probably be a very different person had you not gone through that? Yeah, I definitely, there was definitely moments where I was really low. Um, whether that was because of the relationship I was in or not, those moments still happened. And there was a time where I coped with it by attaching myself onto this other person. Mm, I see. And... It wasn't until I learned how to be alone was that that was that was when things started for me to in, in like kind of my head to get better. Got it. So I don't know if I would have learned that. You know? Yeah. I don't know if I would have the coping mechanisms I have today. I don't know if I would have the same patience I have today. I don't know if I would have the same emotional intelligence. Because good or bad, like all throughout, you still are learning. For sure. You still are learning. You are you are you are learning patience. You are learning like, you know what? People can be really shitty sometimes, but that's not their intention. They just sometimes snap. But but then again, sometimes they are really shitty. You know, it's it's <laughs> on the other it's, side. It's just 
you just you learn more and more. And so I don't I don't know if I would have been the same kind of Zen person I am today. I am I try and be as self aware as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Try and know if I'm acting like a jackass. <laughs> try and know if my actions are having consequences upon others. I don't know if I would be the same way as I am today. You know, I I would maybe be at you know be a senior at school somewhere and like a frat be a frat bro. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey girls in the back, freshmen, get out. You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't, pledges. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew you at camp, and I could see that. Yeah. Happen. No, like the backwards oh. hat. Yeah. I I've never I've never I've never worn Oakleys, but you know, you <laughs> it it, you it could it could have been in the cards. Could have been in the cards. Who and knows? and oh, may may this may this may this not demean the fraternities and sororities in America. I just think I would have been a douchey frat bro. I also think like you might have been like a lot more fragile in some ways. Yeah. Which it would have been interesting to see like what would the problems be if you were as you are, but in like some whatever fancy college, but yeah. also way more like emotionally like fragile. I wonder how that might like affect you later, like in a few years, especially. But um, one thing I did want to say is, especially if uh, yeah, especially if I wasn't going to my current therapist. Shout out to my therapist. I'm gonna omit your name, but shout out to my current therapist. Yeah, one thing I actually wanted to talk or to say about your situation is that I actually you got you you have to give a hard truth too. Oh, I, I, will. I gave worry. a hard truth. You got to give. I've a already hard. thought about yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. I'm just get, I'm just I'm just making sure to flesh out. Because this your... is this is this isn't my plan. This isn't my plan C podcast. This is our. Oh no, plan we'll C get podcast. there. We'll get yeah. there. Right, I just want to really yeah, I just yeah, really yeah. want to dig deep a bit. One thing I actually like really respect about you and I think may not have actually um, existed if this hadn't happened to you yeah. was that you're very principled, especially in the way that you, um, mm. in the way you have relationships with people and your friends and loved ones. And there are times where you've been in, a, in like a time of conflict and you might, and I can tell in certain situations where you're like, oh, if Colin does this, it will go against all of his principles. Yeah. And you, in those times, you will always, like, be very straightforward, very honest, very calm, and be like, yeah. no, I will not do this, or no, this is how I feel, that's why this isn't okay. And I find that to be, like, a very good trait. Thank I, I thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. That, that. Give me a nice little dopamine there, little thing. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't, be as honest as I am if I wasn't in that relationship because that's when I learned I shouldn't lie all the time. Yeah. Or I, I, yeah. So one thing actually, or before we get to my hard truth, the yeah. one, my last question to you would be, Please. if you were to talk to your younger self or someone that had the same problems as you, what advice would you give them? So I, I first want to go on a side note here and say this is, this is the, uh, this is what we were supposed to have for a podcast. Um, a couple, I think it was like the, the third episode we have up and I, I literally say it in the intro and then we never get to it. <laughs> so I, 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 I thought that was pretty funny and it's, and it, it's just in, I, I, phys- I actually say it in the intro and I, I, I was listening to it the other day and I was like, oh man, I never got to it. Anyway. Well, here's um, the time to. I'm sorry. What was your question again? So if you were to talk to a, um, young version of yourself yeah. or someone who had the same problems, what would, advice would you give them? Honestly. I'm like, say I just had ten words. I'm just gonna like tell him just like just breathe deep. Just like when you are 
when the world is blowing up around you, when you feel everything is collapsing, just like close your eyes, take a deep breath, open your eyes, let that breath out, and just like, all right, the world isn't ending. Shit isn't blowing up around me. It's okay. Like you, everything is going to be fine. Just breathe and tell yourself that. That's all I would tell you. Because, because again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where, uh, where I am and on the path I'm on right now, had I not gone through that stuff. I am very comfortable and happy with who I am and where I am right now. So again, I, I'm not. I don't look back on negative times where I was in a bad place, and I, I'm not. I'm not necessarily thankful. Is not the right word, but you just. You're kind of grateful that you have that perspective. No, I feel you on that. All right. Enough about me. What about you? So, one of the hard truths in this, however long we've been talking, that I've kind of thought of. Yeah, where are we at right now? 37 minutes. We're on 38. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Let's keep going. Yeah. We're on a roll. Yeah. One of the hard truths about me that I think I realized maybe a while ago, maybe I think might have been in my junior year, sophomore year of college, probably, was that I'm a person that has not been through many difficulties in life. And, like, you know, I've I've never really had You're any problems with my... Divorce. I, I mean, I'm a child of divorce, but, like... Divorce is hard. Divorce is hard but you handled it well yeah it wasn't like it wasn't like too difficult you, for you, me you, okay so that's already that's already something you've dealt with it's something i've dealt with but i just mean like in terms of the hand i've been dealt and it might be through how i've gone through high school and, and schooling and stuff but i really haven't had any any issues might, like might i just say i also think your parents did a really good job raising you oh yeah like i it was it was I, it was easy growing up. It was easy for me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You were somehow just instilled with this non-problematic child, just archetype. You're just like, all right, we're gonna wind him up. Just let him go. All right, that's it. Yeah, I was pretty. I was like, I could Indep- deal with being unsupervised. Independence since day one. Yo, thanks. Bro. Independence since day one. Always like, yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. Thanks, man. Yeah. But yeah, I felt like. There is almost this kind of, like, chip on my shoulder because of it, though. Yeah, and I feel this chip has made it so that in situations where I'm not doing as best as I can, I really realize it. You know, there are times when I'm not working or I'm not doing something productive, and it always haunts me in a way, you know, and there, and it has, and I've realized it's because like, I, I don't think, I always realize that I'm not working as hard as I'd like to be, you know? Yeah. And it's something that's always in my head. I don't have any type of like, because I realize that I've lived like a very privileged life. I don't have any, I don't have anything to fall back on in terms of reasons why I don't do work sometimes or 
responsibilities that Can get I, in the way. I hold myself to the same standard as you, though. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say just because I'm depressed that I'm not going to just be like, oh, man. I'm just going to stay in bed all day. Because I've been there. Mm-hmm. And fuck that shit. So, yeah, don't worry. You are, you're not the only one who holds yourself to, lo- to that standard. Believe yeah. me, there, there are days where I, so I work, as you know, I work Saturday, Sunday, most, most weekends, right? And we record on Fridays, and so that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that are kind of available days. Another one of those days I'm doing prep at work, and so that's three days where it's like kind of available. And I don't like most 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 of those Mondays where I've just you know I've just been working and it's and it's and it's a football shift so that means there's a lot of tables and there's a lot of BS to deal with because I'm sorry people who bring their kids to bars but if you if you're if you're bringing little children into my bar and they're running around just please have common sense this is a bar this isn't a Chuck E Cheese <laughs> anyway so my Mondays like. I, I get home, or I get home. I am home, and I just, I want to do nothing. My feet hurt. I am I am tired. I, like, if I don't get a lot of sleep, I am, I'm pretty annoyed the next day. I absolutely want to sit around and do nothing. But I'm like, no, I need to find a second job because I want to get into the sports industry. So, you know, I'm emailing people. So, again, I, I feel you on that. Yeah, but uh, it was. What do you, wait, wait, why do you. You're you're a pretty hardworking person, like it, from from my perspective. I it's it is. I'm not sitting there next to you while you work all the time, but I do I do hang out with you a lot, and it from my perception is is that you are a pretty hard and astute worker. So why what what do you feel you're missing? It's that I can see all the things. I can do and frequently I'm not doing them and it's more just like sometimes it comes with comparative things like you know you compare yourself to other people in your field and you're like wow all these people are doing these cool things and it feels like I might not be doing enough but deeper than that it's really that sometimes sometimes I feel I need I need a moment. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you feel you could be doing more. You don't need a moment. You're you're you're, you're right on the spot. You're you there is you feel that there are opportunities in front of you or opportunities to work more that are in front of you, but you're not taking because you relax. Is yeah. that is that is that not what you're trying yeah. to say? I didn't, I don't need like an emotional moment. I just need like a moment to regain my thoughts. It's no, more yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's, it's more he's, like he's Cameron is Cameron is very stoic. So you it's know. <laughs> <laughs> funny. But like it's um, it's I know that there are people. I know when I see people that are going to be successful, and I can see when people are on a path to clearly not necessarily being successful as soon. Yeah, you know, and the people that become successful are the people that have consistency. They're working hard. Like obviously, there's that there's element of luck and opportunity that comes in with it, and you know sometimes you know somebody and that someone gives you an opportunity, but. 
I know in terms of what I want to accomplish is, is it's in a difficult field. You know, not everyone like just because you want to be a comic book artist doesn't mean you're going to be a comic book artist. Like you have to have a lot of skills. There are a lot of shit you need to do. And, you know, sometimes I'll be thinking about what are the other avenues that can that I can go into. But I do know that to get to a point in which I can really sustain myself in my career as an artist, there is so much I have to do. You know, I'm 21 years old, but I'm about to graduate college. And when you're out of college, you're on your own. You know, I mean, sure, I'll be able to live with my family and be there, but I'm not going to I don't want to be a fucking leech. You know what I mean? Like, I want to I want to actually be contributing to my career. Yeah, but but you do you do contribute a lot, though. You do you do like you draw every day. I mean, yeah, I draw every day and there are some days I don't draw when I need a break, but I usually draw every day. But I know I always realize the moments in which I'm not working. And I'm not sure. But are you are you doing nothing or are you relaxing? Well, sometimes I can't relax because I'm focused. It's important to relax. On, it's, I understand it's important to relax, but there are some times where I feel that I personally relax excessively in certain times in terms of procrastination. I, I, I think that you – you procrastinate, but you also still get it done. I know, but it's not like it's not healthy because I feel like if you're I, a senior. I know I'm a senior, but I'm just saying there are times where I feel like if I managed myself more consistently and had a better work schedule, that I could be getting done way more than I am. And the thing is, I see people that are doing a lot, you know. But luck and, and luck and connections. Luck and connections. But I know. But I'm like I don't have an excuse. Like I I'm not right now. I'm not necessarily like working. I'm in school full time. You have an excuse. You're in school full time. I know. But I have a career that I need to work on. But but right now you are going to school for your career. I understand that. But like I as, I, I understand like like as you know my dad's in the arts so I understand what what you mean because opportunities don't come that often. But I think that you need to give yourself more credit for where you currently are, because there's a lot of ar- there's a lot of fucking artists who didn't even go to art school and who are just like out of out of high school, just like yeah, I'm just gonna you know live at home and do 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 my art. Yeah, but I mean, like, sure, like, like art as someone who's 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 been through four years of art school, and this might not be like something that people who haven't been through art school is. And if you're thinking about going to art school. This might be important for you, but in art school, you don't necessarily learn what to do outside of school. Like art school is a trade. Like you go to art school, you get your trade knowledge, and you go to a lot of useless fucking humanities classes, as I've probably talked about. <laughs> <laughs> you you have talked about that. Yeah, you know. So it's a time in which you're honing your craft, but you're not honing your work sensibilities, and you're not really you think you're working towards your career, but in some senses, unless you're t- unless you're getting like internships and jobs and work, you're you're really not. And they'll probably explain to you things you can do to help your career in like I don't know half a semester class, which I've had to take in the last semester. You know, I've had half a semester of business knowledge of art, and which is ridiculous when I'm doing four years of schooling with an extraordinarily high tuition. So in some ways, I feel art school to me is a privilege. For me, like it's a privilege for me to learn these skills from people that have these talents and 
and who I, are in the business. Who are in the business. I was lucky that I was able to get a scholarship and my parents were able to support me through this, but a lot of people don't have these opportunities. So it's an opportunity for me rather than like, oh, this is like a job. It's did not you, a job did to you, me. Did you not earn this scholarship? I earned the scholarship, but I'm saying my experience in school does not feel like a job to me. It's just an opportunity in which I can work to gain my skills. But in a situation where, four, yes, four years have passed, and I'm very conscious of that. And I'm in a situation where there are, are a bunch of people around me that are doing great things, and I have about, uh, what, like a bit more than half a year to really be career-minded and making connections and furthering myself within school. But why, why, why are you comparing yourself to people who have different arts than you? Well, it's not that – it's not about – it's, it's a mindset. You are a cartooning major. I'm a cartooning not? major, but I'm talking about mindset. There are people who – there are – when I go to, like, my black student union or whatever, my communities, and I talk to people, I can always tell there are people that are focused on their craft and there are people that are focused on their career. And you can be focused on both. I, you, like, if you're focused on your career, then you have to be focused on work because you're working to get your career. Right. But as a senior, there – and being through the three years of art school where you're not working on your career, I will say – you. Probably aren't unless you're doing something separate from school. But isn't getting isn't getting better at your craft working on your career? No, it's not. You wouldn't you wouldn't say advancing your skill is part of the career. No, you wouldn't say that's at all part of it. No, it's it's like it's almost an, it's as an artist. I know that there are times where I'm like, okay, if I'd taken that time and I hadn't gotten better at whatever skill like perspective that I've been working on or or something like that, and I had taken time and just focused on gaining connections, regardless of how good my art is, does not necessarily put me in a gallery or not. But but then let's look at the other end of it. If somebody has a ton of connections and they draw a stick figure on a cheap then, you're, then your paper, stick figure is in a gallery and selling for $20,000. That's what that means. And it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard when you, you think it like that, but that is – Honestly, what that but to means. be a reputable, to be a reputable artist, you can't just, you can't just do bullshit like that. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> the thing is, you can, but it won't be necessarily accepted within the art community. But, That's what I'm saying. No, you, I know, I know, I know, I know. But so, so then, so it's not that accepted, right? If well, if it were to be BS, I, no, the the um. The, the public accepts it fine. Okay. But it's just your peers. Well, actually, actually, I take that back. Because if you're in the fine art community or something like that, your peers will accept it because they have to because that's your vision as an artist. And apparently, that's what's most important in those scenarios. So I would say it just depends on certain communities which will say, oh, clearly this person like doesn't know how to do X, Y, and Z. But like then you're just... Most people just see those people as haters. Right, whatever. We are <laughs> off topic. Are we off topic? I yeah. feel like we've 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 gotten to an interesting. We have place. meandered. See, our our boy, the photographer Julian Alexander, photographer, aka Snakebone, and also the painter and Snake the illustrator Bone. at Snakebone. Follow him. Yo, he's not on his Instagram. Head. He's with me on this. He feels me. Do you I, feel me? I have. He says have, he feels me. I have bought his painting. I've I bought a. Yeah. I, I've bought a painting from him before. Yeah, but like when you're in school and you. That sweet toad samurai. 
Yo, go ahead, Julian. Go ahead. Photographer Julian's oh, uh, gonna make a point. I wasn't gonna say anything, but I just gotta say this one thing. Um, so I think there's a difference between getting really good at doing art and learning how to feed yourself. Because there's like a lot of people who are really good at what they do, but if you're not actually getting out there and like learning, not only just networking, but learning what situations that you have to network in. Sorry, am I close? Are we good? Okay. Um, if you're not getting out there and and like. And no one is telling you, like, what situations you should be putting yourself in or how to present your work. No matter how good it is, you won't actually be working on your career. Yeah. So that's the difference between craft and career to me is just, like, learning what to do with your craft. Because if you're, if you're really good at your craft, then it doesn't – it's kind of irrelevant. It's like if you don't know how to market it, then yeah. you, you can't really do anything. Yeah, like the career is the product, but you have to craft the platform. And if you don't have the platform, the work is like entirely useless. Like, and I've and I've really noticed that in like the last year or so. That while I've been, while I know, like, sure, I work hard when I'm trying to learn something. Like, I like study anatomy videos, read books, whatever it may be. There's my career is something separate, and I always feel unprepared. I know. See, I always feel unprepared, and it just feels like my future. Like even though I feel like I'm doing a lot, it's unclear. And there are times where I know if I worked a bit harder on my career, that that path becomes a little less blurry, and you just gain that small sense of like a satisfaction that you can go to sleep and be like, okay, you know, maybe like not just tomorrow, but in the future. I'll be able to like support myself. You know, I'll be able to support myself and feel confident in the work that I'm doing. Because it's really about how you feel about your own work. That's really what it comes down to. So when I say let's 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 tie it back. The yeah. real the real deep realization is that the I've, truth the truth I've realized that is that if I'm not advancing my career, I've realized that I'm no longer satisfied with the art that I'm creating sometimes. And that's a harsh truth because it means that somewhere in my mind, I'm not all about just the art anymore. There's some sort of, may it be monetary, some sort of value that I've put on people valuing my work. Almost. I mean, you, I don't, would you have gone to art school if that desire wasn't there? I, I went to art school because I love art, mm -hmm. but it's also because that's my calling. It's not like there was much of a choice. Uh huh. It's like this is clearly like if I'm gonna do anything forever, yeah. What's it gonna be? I got you. And like, sure, like you know, I talk a lot about politics. That could have been an avenue. I could have studied hard, gone to some fancy college or whatever. Cameron Branch as a politician would have been pretty cool. Yeah, maybe. You're not, you're yeah, I could have gone into politics. I could have gone into. I could have been interested in like social sciences, psychology, philosophy, whatever. But I chose art because would have been it's a crazy psychologist. I'd have been an interesting psychologist. <laughs> just like Cameron would have just like pieced people apart on the street. They would <laughs> they would they would insult you, and you do some Sherlock Holmes and just like absolutely dismember people like that, nice like in the movies. That might be fun, but like um. <laughs> Yeah, I just realized that art is this impulsive thing that I feel 
that I need to do, and it is something that I can actually do my entire life, but it's not easy to monetize. And things won't just turn out well if you wish them to turn out well or you have people to support you or whatever. It is an entirely personal journey, and that journey is also separate from the journey you get of, like, self-worth. You know, like, when I, when I work on a piece, for me to value it, I have to be working towards something, whether it be what do you a mean message. towards something? It has to be either toward a message towards something, a story I want to tell, something that I want to show, something that I want to show somebody. Like, my artwork isn't you. made just for the sense of me making it. It's made for the sense of people consuming it and what they get from it. And it and it's the same thing of like almost why I start the, why we do this podcast, you know. We're talking about things because we think that someone might be able to gain something from it. You know, and that's interesting. That's a, it's an interesting realization because it's realizing that I'm not I can't necessarily just work and be comfortable with myself. And I and that's why you recently, don't think you can just be productive and no, I honestly I, I don't think it would like I can't just be productive and be happy like that's just that's not how my happiness comes anymore. It's like when I go to an event and I meet people and yes, that day I have been working on art, you know, and I have been working on art and I meet somebody and maybe I think about something that I can do to advance myself. Those are the days that I feel that I go to sleep and I'm happy. Right. OK. But that's you know? but that's like. But that's also still a productive day. No, that but that is the productive day for me. That's like, okay. Like if I if I just work on some piece or maybe like for maybe an hour or two, maybe three hours, and then the rest of my day I'm Eating doing whatever. It, it, it could be anything. But those are the days I go home Playing and I Mario like Mario Tennis. Yeah. And I really think to myself, like, you know, like, what have you accomplished? You know. And that tone will set not only the next day but it'll set the week so when i talk about consistency it's about what am i doing every day consistency consistently that is bringing me to a higher place tomorrow you know if i have a if i have a shitty you know i i worked a little bit today but i didn't do anything then the next day i'll be stuck with that feeling you know i want to start my day on the right foot up every time I got you. So that's what I've been kind of working towards. But realizing, but realizing that realizing that fact has definitely been a change for me personally. And I think a lot of people when they when they think about their day and they think like, "Oh, what did I do today?" whether it be people our age or people a bit older, and they've had things they've wanted to do and there's things that they have to do. Balancing that I think is how we kind of find meaning in certain things. Or meaning in our lives, generally. Well, for me, I like that. I yeah. think I think that's a good place to kind of wrap up. Unless unless you want to do you want to do a five minute Cameron's anime corner. Sure. So, this new segment is called Cameron's anime corner. So here I'm gonna just maybe talk about an anime or two that you guys may have watched, may not have watched. It's kind of random, but for anyone willing or that wants to learn about anime or that or that's a fan. I'm kind of your guy for this type of stuff. So, anime today. I would say... What you got for us? Recently, Vinland Saga has been on the top tier of anime. It has been really great for anyone that likes Berserk or any of the grittier 
anime, that is definitely something to look at. It's about Vikings. It's really intense. Great story, great characters. And I also think, like, the, like recently anime has been on a downtrend in terms of the quality of animation, but they definitely picked up the fucking ball with this show. It is, like, it's who not... dropped it? Yeah. No, who dropped it? Who dropped it? Yeah. Everyone else. Okay. <laughs> not everyone else. I mean, you got, like... Fire Force, There's and you a lot got of balls in there, but there there are a lot of balls that have been dropped. Got you. Yes, but yeah, great fight scenes, very emotional. It doesn't necessarily feel it's not doesn't feel cheesy. It's very on point. Great anime to watch. The other anime that I've actually wanted to talk about that I've actually been trying to convince Colin to watch has been called is called Kogias. Came out. How do you spell that? C O D E space G E A S S. G Ass. Sure. But it came out in mid-2000s, and it is definitely, like, probably my favorite anime of all time. The GOAT anime. The GOAT anime. It's similar to Death Note in that it's, like, a, um, it's very psychological, and it's... Lots, a, lots of hard-boiled reads, huh? Lots, lots of hard reads. And it's about a guy who is the son of... Basically, a British dictator that took over Japan. Scary. Yeah, and he's been in hiding, faking to be British. And then everything pops off when he decides that he kind of wants to take over England <laughs> and Japan. But what's, what's good about it? The good parts about it are if you're looking for something that's not just fights and not just like, oh, you know, my balls are bigger than yours, my Kamehameha blast is bigger than your blast. <laughs> like, if you're not just looking for that and you're looking for something for that's strategic and, you know, it has the fantasy element, there are robots and shit, cool, but it's really about the psychological warfare between characters. All right, awesome. And that was Cameron's Anime Corner. Thank you very much, Cameron. Thanks. If you watch anime, send... To the podcast email, the Plan C podcast at gmail.com. Plan C pod at gmail. Plan C pod at gmail. P -L Tell Colin to watch Code Geass. P L A N C P O D at gmail. Just to confirm. If Colin does watch Code Geass, we will do a review of it on the podcast. So, at the idea of our lovely producer, Mr. James, Jimmy Bats, Big Red. Whole milk, whatever else. It's Thanksgiving, Cameron. And I think, or no, I'm sorry. Whole milk thought it would be a good idea for us to share one thing we are thankful about. Huh. So. Just right off the dome, let's get it. Right off the dome? Right off what the dome? Me or you first? Uh, you go first. Okay. Uh, one thing I am thankful for. Can I say two things? You can say two things. I'm going to say two things. One thing I'm thankful for is introspection. That's one thing I'm thankful for. Okay, philosopher, what you got, Plato? I am thankful for just being able to look at myself at in the mirror sometimes and just being able... You look at yourself in the mirror a lot? No. <laughs> Once. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, just, you know, being able to look at yourself in the, you know, in the metaphorical mirror yeah and 
evaluate myself. Self awareness, baby. Yeah, self awareness. Just yeah. look to look to a better day. What's your honest. second thing? And the other thing is close friends that I can really like look to the future with. Word. I find are really indispensable. Link and build, baby. Yeah, like you know, we all come up together. You know, this podcast is a good example of that. You know, we all we're all here together trying to produce something. Everybody has a part. Yeah, you know, just working towards the future. Yeah. Uh. So I am very thankful for my family. Uh, shout out to you guys, Camp Fam, Ride Strong. Um, I'm also very thankful for my current good luck in 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 the sports world. That's that's pretty nice. Um, I'm also thankful to be happy. You know, we live in happy to be taking breaths. Uh, yeah, I think that does it for this thing. Oh, I'm sorry, Cameron. Please do send us your suggestions. Yeah, send us send us uh, your suggestions at plancpod at gmail.com. No spaces, no dashes, nothing. Yeah, and if you want to send us something you're thankful for, we'll choose one and we'll read it out next week. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. I am Colin. This is Cameron Stoic Lotus. We are out of here. Enjoy your birds, motherfuckers. Have a good one.